Welcome everybody to another episode of the Unlike Podcast. Again, we're always glad that you have uh, that you welcome us into your homes or on your phones or wherever you might be on Monday nights at seven. So glad you join us. Uh, my name is Scott. I'm the Young Life Pastor here at Mapleview, and we are joined again by. My name is Jake Stanley. They can call me Shaking Jake. I work at Life 100.3. I'm on air, street team, desk lady, social media, a bunch of stuff. I love the desk lady part. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aiden. I I am a Bible college student as well as I part time. I like to stream video games in my spare yeah, time. And uh, and yeah, and occasionally also we'll be starting up the TYL small group. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks. I'm hoping. And so I lead that as well with the one and only Ben Walker. Yeah. If you were watching earlier, this is coming out on Monday. We recorded this on Thursday. And if you were paying attention earlier today, uh, our stay at home orders may extended until June 2nd. And so in the meantime, we will be staying online uh, until further notice, but we are looking forward to coming back when we can in person and uh, rest assured when we can be back in person, we will be back in person for sure. And we're looking forward to that. And we hope that you're looking forward to it too. I think this summer, we just need to like, not, not decompress, but just enjoy ourselves. That's mm. where, that's where I'm at at the moment where it's bonfires, like you know, in the warm air. Yeah. Yeah. Get together and, and just enjoy the time we have uh, with each other. I think that's huge. And mm. you know, the last few weeks we've been talking through different aspects of our faith. And we started with Laura talking about uh, loving our neighbors. Then Carlo talking about sharing our faith. Last week, we had Pastor Ryan Harmon talking about how we can understand and engage with scripture. And the the second half, the kind of one-two punch of personal growth and discipleship and, and aligning our hearts with God is to develop and have an active prayer life that we wouldn't just know lots about him or read, but that we'd actually spend time talking with him and seeking his spirit and seeking what he has for us. And that's what happens in our prayer life. And so tonight, we're going to kick off talking about how to develop and have a practice of prayer in our life that's meaningful. Like once we get the scripture, I love what Pastor Ryan said last week, actually. He's like, uh, if you're not praying before you're reading scripture, reevaluate how you're reading scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good uh, picture for how closely these two things are tied. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the Bible is the primary way that God's chosen to speak to us, but prayer is the primary way that we choose to speak to him. And so mm-hmm. they can't really be separated. They're kind of two halves of a whole in how we um, engage with God. So it, it's just, I'm really excited. We have pastor Josh canal joining us. Uh, he is, um, one of the most thoughtful prayer for prayerful people that I know, uh, very, uh, uh, much wiser than I am, but very contemplative, um, and has a good routine and practice of prayer in his own life. And it might look different than what some other guests we could have had, but that's why I want to throw it out there is because, uh, one of the beautiful things about a personal relationship with Jesus is that we can engage personally through the medium of prayer and the practice of prayer that helps us engage with God. And that is the most honoring to him. And so I want to kick it off tonight. What do you, for our cast, uh, do you guys have a regular routine or practice of prayer in your life or have you, and what has worked for you? What is something that has worked really well for you? Um, I like to pray, um, I sort of usually say a prayer, uh, when I wake up, um, just kind of just to kick off the day and, and say, God, uh, uh, just show me something new today and just bless this day, kind of a prayer. And then 
normally before I go into like maybe my studies or something like that, I'll also seek him and just ask him to uh, just bless whatever I'm doing and, and just to be able to kind of just know him more in, in whatever I am, am doing. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. For me, so similar to you, Aiden, like I, on my way to work, I'll, you know, turn off the music and I'll just pray and, you know, whether, you know, something, you know, go through prayer requests or not prayer requests, but people, like things people have asked for prayer for and pray for people. Um, and then before I go to bed, I try to do that. And then even just like, I've learned to, um, before going into like any situation, especially if like, it's like, you know, you need to talk to somebody or whatever, or something I'm not sure about or nervous about, just like God, like pray for the right words, the right actions, and uh, that you just use me to the best of my abilities. And I've kind of prayed that every day, just, just going into it, giving God the day. So yeah, I think that's, that's kind of how I do it. So some, very similar to you, Aiden. Mm. Yeah. 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 I love those answers. And I think there's a part of prayer that, um, can be multifaceted, right? Like it, like there are different moments and different kinds of prayers and different, um, things and goals that we're going after. And I love, uh, if, if you're someone who's thinking about a routine and a practice of prayer life, I would say start often and, uh, go from there. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like you guys, like, Hey, I get up in the morning and I, I just take a moment to pray. Like yeah. if it's a good beginning place, go for it, Jake. Yeah, no, I was just going to say like, even what I've been doing recently more, it's like, not even like, cause, cause those things are all good. Like what we're doing, but I found like, even just having conversations like, God, I don't get this. Like what the heck's going on? Like having like, not like a, Hey, I'm praying for this person, this person. It's just like, God, like I need you right now, like verbally, like speaking out loud. And yeah. I think, I think it's, it's like, those are such like real conversations because it's like, if you're talking to your heavenly father, right? Like, it's just like, God, like I need you to show me what to do right now. Or I need you to like take this, this, cause I just can't. And just really like turning into him instead of like, not like a, a scheduled uh, prayer, which those well, aren't bad or anything, but like, just like a real, just like, raw, just like having that kind of conversation. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah. That's and the best I, way to put it. And I think that's where we have to draw the line in our conversations well, today of there's corporate um, prayer where we're praying for the body, but we're kind of talking about work, your private prayer life like with God, 6 a.m. Like shift, so I got to be up super early. Um, so just praying relationship that, like, and your I have a good own mindset way of communicating it, like, again, and work, you know i think like in many like, things and the people who are closest cool with you with you can be pretty just honest like, with the people who are close this, to you but don't and like, i think in our prayer life like when we choose to be close to god and bring him close to us it can be a lot easier to have like you're saying really honest conversations um god doesn't always need my filter in fact i find sometimes the most meaningful prayer times is when i can feel like i don't need a filter and say, God, I'm throwing it all out there. And some of it might be with a bad heart or bad attitude, but I'm bringing it all to you, the good and the bad. And uh, that's a, a big reason why I wanted to have Josh on. Pastor Josh has just started to transition out of worship ministry, and he's going to begin to be in therapy full-time and uh, be a therapist full-time. And he's going to school and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think there are pretty um, significant lines to be drawn between uh, the practice of 
therapy and prayer. Like I just see those worlds very close, very close, Mm -hmm. especially when we can have open and honest conversations with God. And we trust that he's speaking back to us, not just uh, through his spirit, but through his word. And so I love, I love that Jake. So here's, here's my follow-up question as we go. Uh, But just before we jump in with Josh, what would you say is the goal of a Christian prayer life? And how do you know that you've achieved what God is looking for in a prayer life? And really what I want to get at is I think what stops us uh, from beginning the practice and the routine of prayer in our life is, well, am I doing it right? Is this actually what God is looking for? Or am I just kind of saying nothing to no one? And how do you know, what's the goal of prayer? What is the goal of of a Christian prayer life? And how do you know that you've achieved what God's looking for? Personally, uh, I think uh, it, to me, this is just my opinion. um, It would be to simply know God and to develop a relationship with him. Um, Like to like, just going back to the bare bones of kind of like why we uh, like what happens when we accept God and, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, gain salvation, like, like prayer is, is the communication that we, like you said earlier, that we are allowed to have with God. Um, and uh, yeah, like, I think the goal of it is to, yeah, just to simply know him more and uh, to maybe even rely on him uh, as well to uh, for him to reveal himself to us uh, through that time of, of prayer. And um how do how do we know that we've achieved what he's looking for? Um, that's a tough question. Totally, <laughs> which is why we're talking about it. And if you're like, yeah. I have no idea, that's fine too. Like, like that's that's what our entire episode is about tonight. Mm-hmm. Is how do we know that we've hit it? No, yeah. Or how can we feel well, confident? We can always do better. It. That's the thing. Like yeah. I feel like it. There's like, always room for improvement. You know, Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." So it's like our minds are supposed to constantly be like thinking in prayer like maybe that i would say i would say maybe once we've developed a mind that is constantly like in communication with god throughout our day um Mm. maybe that is when we can sort of uh see maybe we've achieved something i don't know yeah i like that idea i sometimes i i really want to be conscious that god's my reflex yeah 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 oh i something's coming and my natural reflex to go oh god i need your help with this or would you give me wisdom in this moment what about you jake nelly what would be the goal of a christian prayer life and how do you know that you're doing it well <laughs> you want me to go I, <laughs> yeah, whatever i go. usually go you know no, it's fine um yeah like I, I think one of the biggest things is definitely like uh, uh the perfect like communication of uh with god but i think for me in my life personally i think it encourages a level of I think gratitude and thankfulness. I think that, um, I think regardless of like what you're praying, like whether it's out of like desperation or, or satisfaction for a situation, I think that God, uh, I think that it encourages us to be grateful and gratitude uh, and have gratitude for our lives. But again, that also can carry over it just in the way we hold ourselves in our everyday lives to show more, to show more gratitude and, um, and thankfulness for, other people yeah totally yeah no both to build off both of you guys there i think that's like totally what i was gonna say too and also that like um i think it's something that like it's 
such a blessing to be able to do that. And I think once you start building, like the more you talk to God, like just like with relationships here on earth, the more you build it, the more you like, it, the relationship goes stronger. And, you know, you hear that, you know, that person's voice and what they're telling you. And I think like, even like recently, like I just been going through stuff and just praying for God. Like I said, those honest prayers. And even today I was just like praying God, like I need some closure on this situation that, I was going, that I'm going through. And literally today he's like, he gave me that. And so, and it's, I think it's keeping an eye out. You know what I mean? I think we can pray these things. And I think it's number one, like you said, Aiden too, like to pray fervently, like unceasing. And, and then it's especially cause sometimes you'll pray and you won't see an answer right away. And you're like, God, like I'm still struggling here. I'm still like going through this stuff, but it's like the goal to it of it is just to, yeah, to never stop and really just rely on God through that. And I think we can call on the Holy spirit anytime. Yeah. And it's, that's just so important. Like there's times where like, I'm literally like, this is it. I don't know what to do. And I yeah. like stop in the middle of what I'm doing. And I'm like, I, and I'm just learning to do that more and more. Um, and I think that's so important. It doesn't have to be like, it's just like we said before, it's a conversation. And I think yeah. it's just the goal of it is just, yeah, to improve on our walk with God every day and to grow. And, and you know, you're, we're going to mess up. We're going to you know, have days, you know, when times we're not to it to keep on growing and like because god really he really we ask and he knows our heart as good intentions you know he'll answer that and he'll, he'll provide and just like today like i was saying like i literally prayed this morning god show me and he did so yeah and, and jesus is the 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 shift that happens from old testament to new testament is jesus paid for this open door yeah you know like he's paid for this open door and prayer is is exactly that it's an it's an open door and an opportunity to speak to god the father there's no mediator there's no mm-hmm. middleman and and it's an ominous opportunity it can feel like because it's so open you mm-hmm. know what i mean like we have direct communication to speak to god and there's still there's still like the, the scripture divides uh describes jesus as an advocate and the spirit is with us and you know it's a it's three in one we're not going to get into the trinity but my point is mm-hmm. there's an open door there's an open door there. And a really good metric we're going to get into with Josh tonight is talking about Acts prayer. Maybe you've ever heard of Acts, like these four kind of main lanes of uh, personal prayer. There's adoration. It's our worship and should be active in our prayer life. There's confession that we actually bring uh, the brokenness in our life to him. There's Thanksgiving, like what Elliot's talking about, that we can be thankful and thank God for the good things he's done. And then there's the supplication. And that would be our requests, which I think is probably the most thing we're the thing we're most common, uh, most comfortable with is at the big ask. Uh, but there's this multifaceted uh, four different areas of our prayer life that can be exercised. And, you know, I think they give us uh, really four good targets in our day of, of how we pray and how we talk with God. And, you know, how do we know that we achieve what God's looking for? I, I come back to uh, similar to what Jake was saying that we, have a confidence in a relationship with God, but it really comes back to me about the character of my life and the image of Christ in me. And, you know, there are people that I look up to and I just want to hang out and talk with them. And I find the more that I spend time talking with them, the more I become like them and Mm. I begin to mimic things in them. And so I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. Excited to have Pastor Josh with us. Uh, Wise, wise, wise man. And I want you guys to check out our interview with Pastor Josh Cannell coming up right now. Well, welcome, Pastor Josh Cannell. So glad to have you with us. And uh, new man, new role, new glasses. 
I'm afraid they're gonna they're gonna shine everybody out though. They got this big glare, a certain light. Like if I but there it is. See it? Look at that. I have the same problem with my head, so I wouldn't That's worry true. about it. New clout. Look at him go. Uh, and we wanted to sit down with Pastor Josh today. Uh, he is one of the most complimentary and prayerful people that I know um, in a variety of different ways. Uh, so glad that he would join us. And today we were, we're talking about prayer. And last week we talked about engaging and understanding scripture for ourselves. Uh, and tonight we want to kind of explore how we can be confident in our own prayer life. And the distinction I think we're making for this conversation is we're talking about personal prayer life, not corporate prayer, not like all the just us and God. Like it's very personal. Uh, it's, it's very self-directed. And yeah. well, I, I want people to be confident in the fact that uh, we are really connecting with God and we are engaged in the practice of prayer uh, for ourselves. And so uh, we didn't want to start general. This is, this is a hard conversation we asked our cast to start off with. And I think it's really the crux of understanding where we kind of go in this conversation is when it comes to a, a relationship with Jesus and uh, our personal relationship with him, what should be the goal for a believer of a personal prayer life? Like, what's the goal of prayer in my life? That's a great question. Before we do that, can I open in prayer? Yeah, totally. Great. Holy Father, we just thank you, God, for this opportunity, and we love you. And we just pray that this honors you, that this glorifies you, and that, yeah, you are glorified above all things, God. Let us not be glorified, but you be glorified. We thank you for this opportunity, and uh, speak through us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> why don't you rephrase the question? <laughs> what, what's the goal of a personal prayer life in the life of a believer? Yes. Okay. Why, why should we personally pray as opposed to just be okay with corporate prayer and be like, well, I pray at church when everybody else prays. Why do I need to pray for myself? Great. Um, it's interesting, actually, that you say pray for yourself. Prayer is fundamentally a relationship. It is a relationship with God. And we often talk about prayer as, you know, prayer did this thing, or I prayed and this thing happened. Uh, it's not necessarily that prayer has power. It's, of course, the God that we're praying to that has power. And I just like to make that distinction because we, we sometimes worship prayer over the God who answers prayer. Um, it's an interesting we, way to put it. We, You're right, but it's a good distinction to make. We are fundamentally changed by prayer and not in the ways we often think. So sometimes, I don't know, we'll pray for something like, God, I, I have this, uh, this person that I really want to be my partner. I want to be in a relationship with him. <laughs> and <laughs> I've prayed that before. And uh, I thank God that he didn't answer affirmative in that, <laughs> in that situation, multiple situations. In fact, I love my wife and I think we're a fantastic suit. So I, uh, I'm glad that was not answered. Yes. Uh, it's sometimes said that God, God answers every prayer, but it's just not the answer you're looking for. But we don't just pray for answers. So you say, what is, what is prayer in the life of the believer? I would say it is, yeah, it's first and foremost. Communication. God, listening yeah. to God. Totally. Speaking to God. And we lose that listening part a lot, I think. We often love the supplication part. We'll get into that a little later, I think. But uh, we really neglect the listening portion of prayer, which is arguably the most important part. And, and understandably, because um, we're not always receiving back the way that we are speaking. It's not, it's not always sure. that God's audibly responding, and it's sure. more of a conversation like we're having now. There are moments where 
uh, we sit in silence and we sit in uh, uh, contemplating and meditating Mm -hmm. on scripture in prayer. And I think one of the hurdles of prayer is, is it is a different kind of conversation that we have with God than we would have maybe with each other from time to time. And yet it's incredibly meaningful. And we were saying that Jesus opened the door for prayer. Like he, he, he opened the door and, and I think the challenge, like we were saying before, the challenge is that it, it can be ominous because we have this direct connection. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an amazing gift, but it's a, it feels like a big ominous task when I think it was designed to just be an authentic and open and frequent um, thing Absolutely. in our life. And that's right. And I think with authenticity, with authentic there, there's intimacy. Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. He, he famously starts, our father. He doesn't say, mm-hmm. you know, mighty king of the universe, which God is. He doesn't say like infinite being, which God is. He says our father. So it's intimate. It's personal. It's relational right off the bat. And this is, of course, God teaching us literally how to pray. Yeah. So to recap, like the goal of prayer in my life and your life is to commune and communicate with God. Absolutely. It, it's to spend time with God. It's the vehicle. We were saying the Bible is the vehicle by which God speaks to us. Prayer is the vehicle mm-hmm. by which we speak to him mm-hmm. and, and kind of begin to exercise um, the two lanes of that relationship. Yeah, and, that's good. And it's a blessing. So, totally. so when we come to how we should pray and what we should pray about, uh, there's kind of traditionally four lanes that uh, they are kind of highlighted when it comes to personal prayer. There's adoration, there's confession, uh, thanksgiving, and supplication. And can you talk us through the significance of what those are and how they play a part, a valuable part in each of our lives when it comes to prayer? Sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's just start off. I mean, yeah, we say acts, right? Is the, is the way to yeah, put those the, all together. It's the acronym. It's, yeah. It's the acts prayer. It's fantastic. Well, adoration is the one I think we are not super good at. Now as a worship pastor, uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about how do we adore God and why is God worthy of adoration? These kind of questions. And <laughs> adoration is such an important part of prayer. I mean, uh, again, Jesus famously said, our father who is in heaven or who reigns in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right away, our father, intimately, hallowed be your name. Praise you, God. You are holy. You are magnificent. You are mighty. Right off the bat. He doesn't ask, you know, God, give me whatever. Give, give me more miracles. Give me bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Um, man, we could just spend time just going through Lord's Prayer. But uh, okay, so adoration begins with a recognition of who God is. We are mm-hmm. literally adoring. We are worshiping. We are praising. We are recognizing the, yeah, the fatherhood of God, the sovereignty of God, the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God, forgiveness of God, mercy of God, compassion of God, all these things over and over because he's infinitely, he's full of these things. It's who he is. Um And I think without that, we're missing a huge part of how we communicate with God. Everybody in the Bible who prays shows us a piece of that. Like if you look Mm -hmm. at Hannah's prayer, you look at Moses' prayer, you look at Paul's prayers, you look at all these things, God is honored and glorified every single time. They don't skip that part. It's a very essential part of prayer. Um, Okay, so then we have confession, uh, a very unpopular part, I think. Yeah, a really hard part. It is really. Because it, it requires a high degree of self-awareness yes. and I, I think that can be challenging to have um and, and or we don't want to say it out loud <laughs> that's, really that's right <laughs> but i just want to encourage whoever is listening to this watching this 
Um, saying it out loud, there's actually power in that. There's a power in confession. So like we, we are told, for example, to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we don't mm. really think, oh, is that a confession? That's not really a confession of sin. No, it's a confession. You're, you're saying, you're declaring something that's true. So when we confess, God, I need you because I screwed up, because I am weak and you are strong, uh, because you have, you know, unlimited mercy and compassion and love for me. And I need you right now. I need you every moment. Um, this confession links us to God and puts us in our proper place and him in his proper place. And when there's that relationship and confession allows this, then we have the love of God flow through us yeah. and we can be compassionate to others and we can confess to one another's one another, as the Bible says, right? Confess to one another your sins. Uh, Jason Weening and I, Pastor Weening and I have talked about that lots of times, about how that is such an uncomfortable thing. Our Catholic brothers and sisters have, I think, an easier time uh, grasping the idea of confession, especially with uh, a priest. But we <laughs> we have a hard time, us Protestants, with uh, being like, hey, Scott, I totally, you know, I stole the other day. Like we don't, we don't generally do that. Excuse say, me. <laughs> we'll say, I take it to God. I didn't actually. Uh, we take it to God and then he forgives us. And we're like, great. It's, it's taken care of. And it is taken care of because he's the judge. He's the one who uh, has died for our sins. He's the one whose blood has paid for our sins. But the Bible explicitly also says confess to one another. So there is, there's something something powerful there. I've really, I've heard it said this way and it, it kind of stuck with me that when we pray for forgiveness and we confess to God, there's, for, there's freedom. And when we confess to one another, there's healing. Like there's, there's this relational healing and accountability that comes that uh, we belong to one each other in our, in our hardship, if that makes sense, which I love that idea that we belong to one, one another in our hardships that we kind of carry each other through and help each other grow, which I think okay. is awesome. That is amazing. And I think that's something that we, uh, yeah, that's something that we sometimes emphasize to the exclusion of like our personal prayer with God, because yeah. we love talking about community. We, we need it. We need it so much. And it's so personal. It's so physical. It's so real. Um, but we also need this direct community with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with the father, right. With the triune God. So what about Thanksgiving? What about Thanksgiving and uh, supplication? The, All right, the so piece that they play. Yeah, so Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> I mean, there are so many studies now that show, for example, uh, gratitude journals have a insane mental health benefit, okay? Like, it is crazy how much that is just in the secular media. And that's because, of course, it's a principle of God's word. It's a principle of God's truth. Gratitude totally. is saying, I am not responsible for this, and I've been given a gift. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for something that uh, God has bestowed on me, right? As Christians, we recognize that God, like the word says, is uh, the giver of every good gift at his right hand or pleasures forevermore. The Bible is full of scripture about God's goodness. And so when we live uh, a life of prayerful gratitude uh, and thankfulness, we are recognizing who God is as our provider, as our father, as the one who loves us and takes care of us. And again, that's putting us in our proper place as the ones who receive God's unending love and God, who's the, who's the merciful giver of all of it. Totally. It's amazing. And, and supplication of course is probably the most common form of prayer in my life and yours. Sure. In, in many ways, absolutely. Which is basically just a request or a petition sometimes is translated as, yeah. and, this, and this is this idea where you, um, where you go before God and you say, can you grant me this request? Now, Jesus, of course, t tells this famous uh, story about the judge 
who this woman comes over and over to him and says, I want, I want justice. I want justice. And he's like, go away. You know, I'm not, not interested. <laughs> and then finally, because she pesters him so much, um, <laughs> the judge is like, fine, because you're so annoying, essentially, I will give you what you asked for. Your request has been granted. And some people approach this, like many other parables of Jesus. And they're like, what, what is going on here? Like, does, do we need to bug God? And is he not wanting to give us good things? It's yeah, a good question. But Jesus answers that too, of course, by giving us the story of uh, God as a father, who, if you ask for, let's say, a loaf of bread, he's not going to give you a stone. Or if you ask for fish, he's not going to give you a scorpion. God loves giving us good things. Again, back to that thankfulness idea. Um, so when we approach God over and over again in supplication and petition, we are partnering with him. This is not just me bringing some sort of uh, request to him and saying, God, do this for me. You're a genie. He's not a genie. He's God Almighty. Sometimes in his wisdom, he chooses not to answer yes to our prayers. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing that he does that. Because if he said yes to everything, we would be in a real, real bad place. If you think we're in a bad place now, just think of some of the possible prayers anybody could pray. They could be pretty, pretty bad. I don't know if we need to go down that road, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think there's something to praying for things that are on the heart of God. Like, Absolutely. That's a I'm partnering not, idea. I'm yeah. not praying for a new minivan. And I think that's sure. where that, I think why well, I am praying for you, man. But I was gonna say I, you can. Yeah, that's but, good. Yeah. But in the sphere of that's where I think this multifaceted approach to prayer is really important because uh, when we spend time in adoration of who He is and in worship of who He is, you know, it's really putting that dependency picture and posture yes, first, yes. Uh, and then we move into okay, God, make me new, and mm -hmm. God, I'm thankful for what You've already done. It, yes, that those three lenses really change what we ask for. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like that, those three lenses in the process of going through the steps and almost the liturgy of prayer like that help prepare our hearts to really ask for what's the yeah. most important to God. Yes, and, and I love that picture you give of partnership. Like when I pray for healing, mm -hmm. yes, we believe that God's heal he heals. But in yeah. addition to God, as I go and I'm going to go lay hands and pray for healing would you heal don't just heal from afar but god would you partner with me in doing it well even even when it comes to finances okay god yeah. i pray that you would help me in my finances and totally. be in abundance yeah i'm also going to start saving for myself mm -hmm. that's uh, right and we i think react differently based on our prayer yeah and i think one of the challenges it comes to developing a strong prayer life is feeling like we throw these wishes in the wind and then we never get a response yeah. Rather than seeing prayer as a partnership uh, with God in how we speak to him, really what it is, these four lenses help give us um, a good posture for and a confidence to know that we're praying and engaging with God in a way that is meaningful. It's really yeah. meaningful and not just meaningful for ourselves, but meaningful for God. Absolutely. And I think that's a big part of it. I don't want to just be a one-sided prayer. Like even in friendships sure. that we have, which I think we have the opportunity to be um, a, a, a friendship, you know what I mean, yeah. with with God the Father, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in our friendships, we don't want to be one sided. No, and that's so, a, you'd be a fair weather prayer instead of fair weather friend. Exactly, and I, and I think when we choose to be more intentional with how we pray and um, bring ad adoration and thanksgiving all those things, it, it helps us feel confident that we are also contributing as well as asking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think when we are always the asker, uh, it can make our prayer life feel flat. Mm -hmm. And so 
gift uh, prayer is a gift of course it's a gift and but it is a practice to be exercised and so our question we have is what would you say to the person who's feeling in a dry season and that's kind of christianese but it really is a good uh image to use it can feel like a dry moment or someone who's had a hard time jump-starting the practice of prayer in their life what would you say to those people mm-hmm. so i think this is a this is a great question because it's a felt need for a lot of us right mm-hmm. um I mean, even when you look in the Bible, there's examples of uh, folks like Elijah, for example, going through dry seasons in their prayer lives and God using them mightily. Um, and what happens there is that they are remaining faithful, though they have no idea what's going on. And <laughs> Story of my is, life. Which is, I was going to say, which is a very common feeling for a lot of us because <laughs> we're not God. Totally. Uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> this is a legitimate this is a legitimate struggle for a lot of us and don't lose heart. This, this may sound, uh, I don't want this to sound trite or silly. You can literally pray for God to open, <laughs> open you up and, and open him up to more prayer. So how do I, how do I say that more clearly? Sometimes when we pray for things that we don't already experience, God gifts them to us. So God famously gives like faith, um, and uh, many other spiritual gifts. And we sometimes think, oh, I don't have enough faith or I don't have enough uh, compassion. Or I don't have enough love for people. You can literally pray for those things. If you say, I'm not, I don't have a good relationship with God. I really want to feel you. You can literally mm. pray that. You can say, God, show yourself. You can say, God, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know you. And yeah. I want to know that I can be faithful to you even in the driest of seasons. Show me how I can do that. Like the way we pray often uh, determines sort of our journey through whatever we're going through. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of just praying, you can pray, take everything away from me, which is actually not a very common prayer. Uh, Jesus, of course, famously says in the Garden of Gethsemane, if this cup can pass from me, let it be so. But nevertheless, you will be done. Like you, you triumph, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, very rarely, he says, I prayed to the God, I prayed to the Lord three times to remove the thorn of my side and he didn't. Uh, and he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul very rarely prays f- to get rid of suffering or to get rid of pain or any of this kind of stuff, which is very interesting. Uh, instead, he's praising God. He's thanking God and he's trusting God. And I think example after example after example in scripture we have is people in the driest seasons of their lives pressing into God even further, even more. Mm-hmm. If, I can say good... it, if I can say it really frankly, you have essentially two options. You have the option to trust God, who's the basically the only one who can really do anything about what you're going through. And I'm not talking necessarily about taking it away in the way you think. I'm saying be there as a comfort. He says his Holy Spirit is a comforter, an advocate for us. Um, or you can still continue to suffer through that thing, but without any help. And that's basically <laughs> that's basically the way I look at it, is that, well, I can either choose to trust God and have his comfort and his peace and go through life that way. Or I can go through the same thing and worse without any any help whatsoever. The world well, and, a, so and adapting, you know, uh, one of the best things about a personal prayer life is that it is personal. It and really God is. does respond to where you are at in seasons yes. where you're at. Like yes. uh, one thing that's changed this last year, sometimes I just have to get in my car and put worship music on. Mm-hmm. And you know, my prayer is I'm actually not saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. but it, it kind of like you're saying, God, I just, I just don't really know what I need. I just need you right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need Amen. help enduring. I need help yes. enduring 
the whatever it is happening, right? And I think that needs to be a shift uh, in our way of thinking about prayer. And we see that in scripture, a lot of enduring prayers. God, help me, lead me through this. Yes. So it's not that God's going to take us away, but it it doesn't mean that he's not going to be with us through it. Mm -hmm. And I think of people like Joseph, like there's many moments in Joseph's life where where it's like, it it probably would have been easier to take him away. And yet he was the better for the experiences that he had. And so there are moments in my life I've had to shift my thinking of if I'm in a dry season or a a challenging season, frustrating season, Mm -hmm. don't understand God what's happening. Say, well, God, well, at the very least be with me in it. And mature me through it, like uh, hopefully. And and I think you're. It's a great picture. You can either do it with God or you can do it on your own. Uh And it it requires faith to believe and say, God, I need your presence. And you can you can pray for faith. That's the thing. You're not. It's not like you're just uh, plopped plopped here like a dropship or something. And you only have a finite number of of faith and other resources like that. (laughs) You can get as much as you want. It's like an airdrop. (laughs) And he's faithful to do it. You know, like when we calm our hearts and our minds and we just think on him, you know, he's understanding the posture of our heart. And I think what trips us up is not knowing what to say. And I think he knows that's you don't know what to say. That's totally fine. He's he's aware that you have no idea what to say. I was going to say, Paul writes about that too. Uh, He says uh, the spirit groans on our behalf and we get more lost for words. Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of the reading I've been doing lately is about the groaning. Uh, talking about end times, I've been trying to like, what's, there's just yeah. lots of talk of end times going on, but it talks yeah. about the earth and the church. Like, there's a groaning and that's a great picture sometimes for yeah. some of the things that we go through and where prayer can be really active in our life in those groaning, mm-hmm. groaning moments. It's a great picture. It's just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like discomfort really and like. pain. Yeah, exactly. So what are some pro tips, some practical things like for like, we we've been on all over the spectrum. Like what are, yeah. so today someone goes, Hey, I want to, I want to start making prayer more of a priority in my life. What can I do? What are some practical things I can begin to do? What's worked for you? Sure. How, how can I start this? I pull up my, I wrote a few things down. Um, yeah. Okay. So schedule in prayer. This also seems counterintuitive. Sometimes we think everything in the spirit, the Holy spirit is like whatever, like the Bible talks about the wind blows. We don't know where it goes. Classic that, Pentecostals. That doesn't, right. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily apply to your, the way you order your life. Uh, Jesus famously, again, was extremely ordered in the way he got up really early in the morning to pray. For example, it's all throughout the gospels. It's like he, his disciples are literally like, where's Jesus? We don't know where he is. <laughs> Cause he just gets up in the middle of the night is dark out and he'll go off to a lonely mountain and pray. And <laughs> it's hilarious. So we should kind of be like that. If we're, t- if we're going to follow totally. Jesus, we should have some sort of a schedule where whether it's early in the morning, like the psalmists are famous for that too. There's a lot of early morning prayer going on. So if you can, if you can hack it early morning prayer, I highly, highly recommend. But if you really struggle with that, get up like 10 minutes before you normally do or pray in the afternoon or pray in the evening or all of the above because the bible says pray with those easy uh <laughs> so yeah sk- schedule it and make it a- an actual part of your daily life um keep a prayer journal this is kind of something that we briefly touched on before but sometimes we pray so many things especially supplication we ask for a massive list of things god actually answers them and we don't even know it because that was mm-hmm. like so last month or last year or whatever we forget that we even <laughs> prayed for it but god is in his time in his perfect timing the word says working all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose which if you're a christ follower that's you 
So it's very, very, very exciting that God's timing is perfect. It may not feel like that, but you keep a journal and you say, God, I prayed for all these things. And look at this. You're coming in. You're answering them in your own time, your own way, way better than I ever could have thought. And that is a very, very beautiful thing to look back on and to say, look at this. This is literally a written record of God's faithfulness. If you want another example of a written record of God's faithfulness, the Bible. God constantly is answering prayer and delivering his people from horrendous hardships. And and this, this uh, conversation piggybacks on last week's episode where we talked about scripture and engaging with scripture. And and our guest last week said, Hey, if you're not praying before you're engaging with scripture, reevaluate how you're praying with scripture. And I think that the two are so interwoven. They're kind of the one, two punch of personal development and growth in the spirit that it you know we can pray scripture you know when we have nothing Amen. else to say we can pray scripture like Absolutely. it is it is the word of god and so uh, of course we need to understand the context of what it's talking about but we can also pray god just like you did for david i feel like david right now can you do what you did for him or That's god right. i i just had a peter moment where i just said something that i yeah. really wish i hadn't said sure can you do something in and through me. I think that's a really practical application when it comes to prayer, uh, because it not only encourages us to know the scripture, uh, but it helps us place ourselves in scripture. And I think a part of the challenge sometimes is we don't see ourselves. We can have a hard time seeing ourselves in scripture. And when we do that, it can feel distant. And I think there's a lot of moments where we can identify with people and situations and places in scripture, and it totally transforms our faith or at least it has for myself in a huge way absolutely yeah i would say it's probably the number one most important thing that a christian can do is develop a prayer life oh of course like like it's it's very it can feel like uh, i think it takes not that i I don't want to say i I might take back my word religion is not bad but when we lack relationship religion is very structured and starchy and it's not like I, i actually enjoy the structure and and some of the mm-hmm, things that too. push me forward in my faith that are quote unquote religious. Sure. But I think our prayer life really helps keep the genuine authentic relationship at the forefront mm-hmm. of everything yeah. we believe. It, it really helps it. keeping it uh, fresh and fluid, not fluid, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's active and living and yeah. it's breathing. And yeah. when we develop a prayer life, that's meaningful and we're spending time with the spirit. Uh, he really helps contextualize why there are things that seem religious and what the actual application they are in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really, and it, it just good. makes us kinder. <laughs> like what's the metric right, for a good prayer life? It, it's, it really helps develop the fruit of the spirit in my life when I've spent time 100%. with the spirit. Yeah. And yeah. so to recap, what are the pro tips? A few things, three or four things people can do. Pray yeah. so, scripture. So is one have, that we just talked about. Yep. Praying scripture, scheduling in prayer, making like a daily habit of it. Um, t- you can take care of like the, the physical needs, like really simple stuff, but maybe not simple. Go to the bathroom before you pray, maybe have a drink, <laughs> maybe have a glass of water. I kid you not. These things actually help you develop a, a habit where you're not getting distracted and those kind of things. Uh, turn off your phone when you're praying. Turn off any kind of notifications on your computer, all that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe choose a space that is distraction-free as much as possible. Um <laughs> It's, these things are actually very, very helpful. Very totally. Um, yeah. Keep, keep the journal of, uh, of things that God has done and things that you're also continuing to pray for, like that petition, the woman of the judge, 
um, you're continuing saying, God, I'm, I'm coming to you again today. You know, this person's salvation, this, this uh, person's healing, whatever it is. Um, literally walk with God. The Bible says walk with God over and over again. Uh, you can literally walk with God. You can go for a walk and you can pray. And there's mm-hmm. a, there's a beauty in that. You can pray for your neighborhood. You can pray for your family. You can pray for anything. Um, but the idea is that you're actually walking with God. You're, you're engaging your body in prayer. And similarly, when you're in your prayer room, wherever that is, it could be anywhere, uh, this distraction-free environment, you can have a posture that is comfortable. Like sometimes we get this idea where we have to be totally penitent, let's say, um, and prostrate, not prostate, prostrate on the ground. (laughs) Prostate's important though, that's a PSA. (laughs) Prostrate on the ground, which means basically you're focusing in a reverent position. Now Mm. you can pray sitting up, you can pray standing up, you can pray with your eyes open, you can pray with your hands in the air, you can pray with your hands down, you can pray with your hands sideways. It doesn't matter really where your hands are. The idea is that you're focusing with your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit on God almighty. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think a good way of putting it is don't be embarrassed. You have to manage your humanity to be able to engage spiritually. <laughs> like Great. exactly, they're, Great. they're really, Great. they're really natural things. Like I'm not going to sure curl are. up in a ball and be like, I'm really focused enough to pray right now. Just endure right. through it That's uh, right. and do things that work for you. Like for, a, there was yeah. a long time in my life that in Bible college, I had to close the blinds turn off the sure. lights. I had this sure. candle that I would use. To yeah. Help me Cause Her I candles are a big deal. Yeah. So scatterbrained. And so, you know, I think the, I think the challenge is do what we can and do it often mm-hmm. and, and find what works. You know, yeah. I think do, we, where's our backbone. We gotta, we gotta push sure. through these things and go, God, yeah. this is worth it. And the first thing I did didn't quite work, but the second thing is going to work. The third thing, the fourth thing, the fifth yeah. thing Perseverance. and, and yeah. find people who you think are doing it well and just ask them. Hey, what do you do? Try some things because I think it's, 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 it's worth it. It, and like you said, it's really the most important thing in partnership with engaging with scripture, scripture and a prayer life. They're the backbone oh. of, of our faith in so many ways. Yes. And you know, where our community is limited right now, that's where I really wanted to give people a confidence to say, my faith can still be alive. It can still be meaningful. I can have amazing moments in prayer. I can have amazing moments with fresh revelation from the word yes. of God for myself Uh, And hopefully uh, people can walk away feeling like they have the keys back uh, of their own faith, that they're not Mm -hmm. dependent on a figurehead or a person who's going to spoon feed prayer or, or revelation to them. But, you know, uh, it's just, it's an amazing thing. And Jesus has paid the price today for us to be able to speak to him freely. So don't miss out on what Jesus has already paid for. Don't, you know, he's paid for you right now. Yeah. You have access. He's paid that. And so don't miss out on the access we've been given. Well, huge, huge thank you, Pastor Josh, therapist Josh. The doctor will see you now. Uh, it's amazing to have you. And you've been an amazing blessing to the Young Life many, many, many times. And it's uh, not goodbye forever, but it is. We might see you later, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, I hope so. Uh, Pastor Josh's last Sunday is May 30th. Uh, I believe there is going to be a drive-by, be able to say goodbye and thank you. And if you're listening tonight, do not miss out on that chance. I do believe it's May 30th. That's happening. That's make sure you join us. Make sure you come show some love and support. Um, don't bake goods unless it's vegan. <laughs> we do love vegan baked goods. It's true. A bag of cucumbers. I don't know. Mm, whatever. It's so just good. the most, <laughs> whatever you can do uh, to show your love and support. We just want to say a huge thank you to Josh for joining us tonight. And for everybody else, back to the cast.
Well, huge thank you to Pastor Josh uh, for joining us. And uh, just again, wise, wise man, thankful that he joined us. And as we go tonight, you know, there are many people who struggle in the area of prayer uh, because it can seem a little intangible. And I wanted to ask our cast, uh, what, what have been some of the maybe the biggest challenges in establishing a prayer life in your own life so that people at home can maybe identify with some of the struggles that we've gone through? Uh, and maybe what's something that you've done to try to overcome that? For the longest time, and honestly, still even uh, to this day, something I struggle with is just uh, distraction. Like whatever it is, like there's just, there's so many things that um, like when I wake up, I'm not always perfect at like immediately just praying. Like sometimes I'll just get up, I'll eat breakfast and I'll just go on my phone. I'll go on Instagram. Like that's the, honestly, for me, that's the deadliest um, distraction is social media in the morning. Like I'm always uh, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll, I'll check the news. I'll check social media or whatever is going on. And that's just what my brain is trained to want to know sometimes. And for me, it's being able to break out of that, um, uh, bad mm-hmm. habit. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a good habit. It's a bad habit. So, um, and, and reconstructing in a way that it's just prayer is my Instagram in the morning type of, uh, habit. So, right. yeah. Totally. That's, yeah, no, for me too. Like, I don't know if I'm, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it on here before, if it was someone talking to somebody else, but um, I've been trying to read a Psalm a day or so, yeah, two Psalms a day, one in the morning, one at night. And there's times where like, I'm, you know, I go to bed late and I'm like, oh, I'll just go on my phone before I go to bed and I'll go to bed. But then it's like, hold on. I still got to read my Psalm. Like if I can lay on my phone and go on Instagram or like Facebook, then I can take time. And so, yeah, so distraction is like, and like making a priority, I think um, as well. I think, yeah, we get so caught up in life and oh, life's so busy, but it like takes two yeah, seconds. It's the like, same thing. I think that's one of the Bible. biggest like, things. And, it, and, it's, young and it's so beneficial too. And, and I try to like, we what you up. mentioned before is like, um, like one each time I pray God, you know, like I, I pray that you'd speak to me instead of like, as I read this. And sometimes it's small things. Maybe, you know, see, say I read a passage and it's like, you know, fairly long. It might be right at the end or it might be right somewhere in the middle, but like, he always does. He shows us something, even if it's something we already know. It's like a reminder. Well, it's a good, it's a good challenge that you can pray scripture. It, well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mm. going to get around. You like, go through and read something in scripture, and you're like, I'm not oh, gonna get around I feel like God's really highlighting that in my heart. Um, for mm-hmm. what, of kind of like what Ryan was saying before. He's like, you know what God has said, but maybe God's saying something through scripture right now. Reread it. All right, God, just like you did for David. I pray that you would blah, 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 whatever it might be. That's a great practice, Jake. What about you, Elliot? Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to distraction, one thing that has been discouraging in the past to me about prayer is I'll get into praying and in the middle of my prayer, I'm distracted. You know, yeah. it's like squirrel. Yep. It's like, yeah. it's like mid sentence. Sometimes it's like, well, and my mind jumps to something else or my, and so I've mentioned this before, but I, I sometimes have to get really practical of I've written letters to God, 
like tangible mm-hmm. let to your yeah. God and for the purpose of trying to remain on track. I've created not shrines, but essentially like you make the room dark and like bring my focus in on one desk and a, there's a candle or something that just draws my attention or music. I'm a, I like music sometimes something like that. Uh, but one thing sometimes that comes in um, and that I've had different seasons of, especially in challenging seasons of my life is that I go to pray and it's like, I'm already exhausted. Mm. And I kind of come into the moment <laughs> being like, God, I, I really don't have anything to say that you don't already know, but I feel like I just need to sit here in your presence. And I yeah. think sometimes that's a good place to start if we don't know where to start. And whether that's reading scripture, whether it's sitting quietly, uh, one of the things I try to do, um, I try to go for a drive again, because that's just, I can get distracted on my own. So I go for a drive mm-hmm. and put on some quiet music and I try to sit and say nothing. And I, I do find that in establishing a practice of prayer, my life is loud. Everything in my life is loud. My phone's loud. My news feed's loud. Um, everything is loud. And sometimes the best moments I have in prayer is when I sit silently. <laughs> I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's like when I shut up and I, and I shut up my world and I turn off the noise of my world and just be yep. like, all right, God, this is time with you. And I'm, I'm glad to sit here silently with you, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a part of this where it, it, don't stop trying new things. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the key is mm-hmm. don't become discouraged in trying new things and don't be discouraged by doing things differently than other people. I think sometimes the enemy likes to get in our ear that this is not working. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? it, no one's listening. Mm-hmm. That's the number one lie of the el- yeah. enemy. Like when we really read scripture, I think he's saying this is not for you. This has happened years ago. It's not relevant to your life. I think when it comes to prayer, he's saying no one's listening. And I think it's mm-hmm. important to take captive that thought and that lie and, and to push through it and say, no, God is listening. He is, he is here. He, and, and like Jake and Elliot and Aiden have said, as we continue to pray uh, and, and create the practice of it, there's a confidence that comes and goes, oh, I, I can look back and go, I remember that moment I had in prayer with God. He is listening. Even though right now it doesn't feel like it. And there can be dry moments where it feels like it's a one-ended telephone. It's like just shouting it out into the ether and yet God's with us. And so as we go this week, be encouraged that God is, he's paying attention and he's, he is uh, waiting with a bended ear, waiting to hear from us and uh, just keep trying new things. If there's something that someone in our cast has said tonight, why don't you give it a try, give it a practice for a week and see how God shows up in our life. Uh, and if you are at the end of your rope, sit silently in his presence, in your lawn chair in the backyard, go for a drive. Keep it simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, but try things often and try things frequently and uh, open the door to God doing something awesome in your life. Well, we hope you have an amazing week. We'll see you guys next Monday night. We're going to be online for the next few weeks while the stay at home order has been extended. Uh, but that's us for now. We'll see you guys next week at seven.